Hello once again, uh, listeners. Uh, once again, we're coming to you with another just general conversation piece where Brad and I just kind of share what's on our hearts and throw stuff out there uh, for your consideration. Just kind of give you our thoughts on a couple things. Don't even know exactly where we're going with it today, but uh, as always, I'm Scott. And I'm Brad, and this is not about us. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, we do appreciate it. Uh, but right now, we want to invite the most important member, uh, Yahweh God. Brad, if you just let him know that that uh, this is a special place and a special time where he is invited to, to lead all of us today. Yahweh, the uh, prayer might end here in just a moment. But uh, prayer is conversation, and we want that conversation to just continue on. But, as always, we, we need you to help lead us to the conversation talking points that you want us to have. This is, this is your time. Scott and I might be the voice, but uh, we really just want to be the mics. We want the voice to be yours. So whatever topics that you want us to share so our listeners may hear, or whatever topics you might want us to share so we understand, whatever it is that you want from us, we hope that we're providing it here. As Scott said, this is a place for you. But more than that, it's a place of honor for you because we want to glorify you. We want to show the world that you love them and that you love us. And we want to show the love we have for you. We want to be men for God. And that's what we hope to do today. So please, the mics are on. We are recording. Still the show. Amen. Oh man, thank you for that. Um, so again, this is just a conversation. Have no preconceived ideas of uh, what I want to do. Just kind of throw out topics and throw out anything you want to consider as we start this, Brad. Well, <laughs> okay. So I think we're uh, sometimes the conversations just because of the current events going on around us. Um, I'm I'm a little afraid sometimes that they're going to be perceived as negative. And I don't want to always go down that road, but I do feel it is super important to warn people um, about things that are going on and, and uh, to encourage them to seek to seek truth where they can find it, yeah. to test spirits where they can. Um, and spiritual guidance in all things. Yeah, absolutely. And so that being said, we might go down a road again today. Um, because we're still at a crossroads. Um, the election is still being contested. There's still evidence being suggested that, uh, there was fraud. I find it interesting that my job is now to try to find fraud in a financial aspect, but 
it's interesting to me that fraud can happen in so many different ways and places. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, not a major topic, but still very, very interesting to me. Um, but that's what's going on in the world. I don't want to lose focus of the the fact that we're still we're still loved by God. God's still in control. And even though we might be going through tribulation, we might be going through challenges, he's right here with us. And uh, I find it interesting right now that uh, I, I did not record it today, but in my study of Revelation, I'm on the words tribulation and brother. And I'm just caught up in this fascinating thought that I had um, based upon Scott's Genesis podcast about what brother means, not just in the physical, familiar sense that he is my brother because we share the same parents, but the fact that we're all brothers because we share Yahweh's blood. And where John is in my Revelation study, he's in tribulation with his brothers. And it's just, it's just, it's on my heart right now mm-hmm. that that's where I am. And I need to figure out a way to encourage my brothers because I see quite a few, quite a few of you, quite a few of my brothers out there in fear and panic. Um, I see some of you goading over others because you think. The person you've put your faith in has won. Uh, Or I see others afraid because the person they put their faith in has lost. (laughs) You know, I mean, I see so much stuff going on right now. And I just, I want to find a good way to say to you, hey, it's okay. (laughs) God's Mm -hmm. got it. Yeah. No, no, I'm total wholehearted agreement with you. Um just talking with uh, uh, my mom last uh, Thanksgiving here, uh, mentioning she was talking about the importance of bringing information to people because if, if you're a watchman, then you have to share the information you're being given. And I'm in total agreement with that. And But at the same time, I don't want to panic people. Absolutely. I don't want to share information and lead people down... Uh, the unintended path that there is no who, hope, all is doom and gloom, panic, run for the hills, here comes Satan, we're all going to die. That's not the message I want to get across. Even if I say, I see the army arrayed against us, uh, like Elisha to his servant, I want to say, I also want to say, guys, do you see the army arrayed for us? I will not deny that the army arrayed against us exists, but I will also understand that my God is so much greater. Absolutely. There's a story uh, from both sides of the conflict uh, of the Six-Day War, and Israel, by all rights, should have lost. Yeah. Uh, By all rights, they, they were completely outnumbered. They were barely organized. Uh, their, their, their defense was barely organized. 
and they were surrounded on, on all fronts. And there's a story about uh, these. The, 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 they had they had like I think only six working tanks, and there was an army of about you know a hundred tanks or more uh, that were that were riding at them. And the Israelite the, Isra- the Israelites the <laughs> the Jewish nation was very much uh, ready to just go out and face them and die. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going to face them. They, they, you know, they were going to do their best, but they were pretty convinced that they were going to die. But suddenly, those hundreds of tanks turn around and go the other way. And by some miraculous chain of events, every plan, every plan that was uh, against Israel, failed. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I was watching, I got a DVD set one time that was talking about just so many of miraculous things that have happened to the modern nation of Israel. And and one of the stories they had was were interviews from this tank commander who said it was like him against, at one point it was him. That was it. He was the right. only one there against, you know, dozens and dozens of enemy tanks. And he said, well, this is what we do. We keep fighting. And he aimed at one, boom, blew it up aimed in another, boom, blew it up. So he destroyed two tanks. There's still dozens of enemy tanks against him, and they just turn and flee. And he couldn't figure out what happened. And years later, after you know peace is settled, it's several years later, he's in a, a meeting, and he, he, he's at an uh, international meeting of some kind, and he comes across one of the, the tank commanders or one of the leaders of the enemy, and he said, why did you just run? I don't get it. And the guy said, because you had hundreds and hundreds of tanks on your side. He said, no, we didn't. It was just me. And the enemy wouldn't believe it. He he thought he was lying. He said, no, I saw them. Right. I I looked at all of the enemy against us, and we knew we were outnumbered, and we fled. I watched uh, an Israel news service um, that that was interviewing um, a tank commander on the opposing side as, as well, and... And he said that uh, the order was given to retreat, and he looked up, and he literally saw the sky open up, and he saw just an army uh, of, of, of people standing there with, uh, in defense. And he said, he said, there's no way, there's no way we can conquer them. They they have something they have something more than we can than we can get with a tank. Yeah, and and they ran and they yeah they were just in complete and utter utter uh, panic to get out of there. And I heard uh, another story along these lines. I want to keep this going. This is pretty cool. Uh, there was like four or five Israeli troops, you know, uh, on foot, and they they went in. They were they were they basically took Jerusalem. Jerusalem was emptied out. This is before they had owned it. Before they took it back. And they went in, and they were there, and they were defending their spot from from a battalion that was coming at them. And they've taken up defensive positions, and they're basically just trying to keep the enemy at bay as best they can, but it's like four or five of them against a battalion. And suddenly the enemy starts screaming, it's Father Abraham, it's Father Abraham. And they all see the same thing, whatever it was. And the Israeli troops are like, what are they seeing? Because they didn't see it. They're like, what's going on? And the entire battalion just turned and fled. Yeah. 
there's story after story of things like this. Well, and I just I find it amazing that literally every plan that was against them, every plan that was against them should have worked, just because they because the enemy had far superior numbers. Mm-hmm. But every plan, every plan that they tried failed miserably. Israel won on all accounts, and they sh- and they honestly shouldn't have. So of course, uh, something miraculous had to be going on there. Um, but what I'm <laughs> what I what I'm the picture that I was that I'm trying to paint is you need to be a watchman. You need to you need to be looking out and yeah, you can see this army coming at you. But what you can't see is what that army can see behind you. Yeah. If you're keeping your eyes on them and you're being a true good honest watchman, but you know that God has your back. And that's the picture I'm trying to paint here. Um, Yeah, we need to be watchmen, and we need to get that information out there. But uh, always, always remember who has your back. Yes. And you know. And your front and your sides. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I made I made that connection in a Revelation podcast too. um, That you know, God has your back, but yeah, he he has your front, your sides. There's a um, a song. Chris Tomlin um, basically talks about, you know, the God of angel armies. Uh, You know, I know who goes before me and I know who stands behind the God of angel armies. Uh, I think that paints a beautiful picture. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's, he's next to you. He's, he's, he's behind you. He's already walked the path in front of you. Uh, It's just a, it's just a cool image. But if you remember that, then any army that comes crashing down on you, it's okay. It's okay. You don't, yes, it is scary and you can, you know, you can be afraid, but if you're, if you have the knowledge of we win, if you have the knowledge of God is in control, if you have the knowledge that there's nothing too big, no problem too big for God to handle, then it's okay. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, and again, we mentioned this before, but Revelation can be a, a an intimidating book. It can be a, oh my gosh, the dragon and the beast and the Antichrist and, and Armageddon. And oh, it's so terrifying. But you got to realize the entire thing is showing no matter what Satan throws at you, God is going to put it down. Uh, and it, it can it, it reveals all the plans of the enemy because again it wants us to know it's revealing it's being a faithful watchman john the writer of the book is faithfully writing and advising us of what's coming but we need to understand the end result of all of it is its destruction mm-hmm. and yep. uh we have to hold on to that no matter what's coming and john was being a watchman while in one of the most uh greatest moments of tribulation in his own life mm-hmm. um last podcast i really got into that you know just the the island that he was sent to you know he was sent there to die yeah There's very little food very hard a lot of hard work uh people didn't just get out of that banishment they they were sent there to die yes so when he says brothers i'm your companion in tribulation he really was and i just find it I don't want to give away too much stuff until I actually do the podcast, but um, 
I just find it interesting that if we ask the question, if God were to ask the question to John, where is your brother? The same question he asks to uh, Cain in the story of Cain and Abel. Uh, John is a good example of someone who can say, I know where my brother is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I use John a lot, um, mostly right now because I am doing Revelation. But, uh, you know, Paul is a good example um, um, there are so many good examples, Joseph, but, uh, but right now John is really in my heart and that's kind of where, that's kind of where I'm trying to go. I'm trying to be just obedient, um, while going through my own tribulations. And speaking of tribulations, uh, right now the world is going through many, but I just want to point out something that's been on my heart lately. And I was sharing this with Brad earlier that uh, my mom sends me a lot of, check this out, check this out, you know, YouTube stuff, uh, you know, information from the web, you know, things that people are trying to get out there. You know, she's being a watchman, trying to get it out. But one of the things that that really grabbed me that is being mentioned uh, is the fact that the Bible says in the last days, people will be just, just a lover of lies and, and a hater of the truth. And that is so prevalent. That is, that is happening so much right now. Uh, I Look, we're getting to the point where it's clearly obvious to everyone. Trump won the election. It was manipulated. You know, and, and just, but the fact is that just by saying that right here on this podcast, there are certain people that are going to shut me down. And they would say, I violated the terms of service and I am being, I'm the one being manipulative and abusive uh, by saying such things. And we're seeing that all over. And I've mentioned this before, but let's talk about COVID briefly again. COVID is, is real. It's out there uh, just like influenza A and B is real. And I'm not saying it's false. I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist. But the facts are that the survivability of COVID is 99.6%. It's not a death sentence. Uh, like 90% of the people who actually die from COVID, and I say actually die because once again, the numbers are all being manipulated. Uh, uh, nine, over 90% of the people who actually die had some other situation in their lives that this just exacerbated, and they actually died from that. And even the people, the elderly, are, are, are the most affected. If you're over 70, you know, the, the numbers, you know, boom, it's like over half the people dying from this are 70 or over. But even that group, if you get COVID, it's still like, like a 92% survivability rate. It's not instant death. This is, this is, it's really just a bad cold. It's just a bad flu. Uh, and, and, and we've talked about this before. Again, it's real. The COVID exists just like TB exists and, and just like a lot of things exist. But why are we not freaking out about anything else? Because we're being led down a path. 
because people, the propaganda is trying to make us afraid. And that, and I've mentioned this before in podcasts, why? Why? What, what is the agenda? What is the goal? And more and more information is coming out that is making me feel personally, take this with a grain of salt, this is just my thoughts on the subject, that this is all designed to get us brainwashed into accepting whatever they give us to quote unquote cure us from this plague. And along those lines, I want to mention the fact that years ago, it was first brought up to me, Brad and I have talked about this earlier, that the mark of the beast, which is coming, might not be a mark the way we're thinking about it, like a tattoo or a brand or or something like that. But it's possible that it is genetic manipulation of your own DNA. And you might receive a serum or a substance or a, 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 a procedure or something to actually genetically modify you into something that is not human. And that possibility intrigued me when I first heard it because, uh, and Brad, jump in anytime. Uh, I, I don't mean to monopolize this. Feel free to throw in with your thoughts. But as, as we mentioned before, you and I, Brad, a uh, conversation earlier that we had, because it always bugged me that the Bible talks about, if you take the mark, that's it. That's it. You're, you're lost. And it always used to drive me nuts when I was five or 10, you know, and hearing about this. I was like, why couldn't someone, you know, God loves us and, and wants to redeem us and we all make mistakes and he forgives us. Why couldn't someone who says, yeah, I'll take the mark, give me that mark so I can buy or sell and be a good member of society and whatever, and they get a tattoo or a brand or whatever. And then a week later, a month later, they go, oh, oh, this. I was deceived momentarily. Yeah, exactly. uh, And I always worried, uh, I always worried about what about the mark that was forced on people? Mm -hmm. You know, what if I was held down and forced into this mark? Yeah. You know. Had then I lost my salvation? Uh huh. You know, and it always used to bug me that yeah, if a person says, you know what, I take it back. I don't like this. I reject this. I want to come back. There's no hope for the Bible. Says nope, you can't. I'm like, why? It used to drive me nuts. If this is a genetic manipulation, it makes more sense because if these people are no longer human, if these people have made a decision to do this and have genetically twisted themselves. Uh, now, there's a long story. Uh, there's the lots of evidence I could get into. I'm not going to get into here for time's sake. But in, in, in short, you could essentially disconnect yourself completely from God in a way that you, you no longer desire him in any way. You no longer have any connection with him in any way. And, and so the mark of the beast, if it's a genetic manipulation, could be a situation where you're lost because you're no longer human. And if that's the case, and and so again, this has been years I've been been thinking about this and hearing different pieces of evidence along those lines, why it could be that. And now, now we're starting to really build up to a company that is coming out with a cure for COVID, a vaccination for COVID that is going to alter your DNA. 
It's coming out from a company that has never put out a product to be consumed by humans before. It's coming from a company, it's being rushed out, skipping all animal trials. It's being rushed out as fast as possible with shoddy science and, and uh, just, just poor job on all accounts. And again, I, I'm not getting into all the details with that right now, and I'm very sorry. So again, take this with a grain of salt, and you can say, no, I'm totally wrong. That's totally, totally cool. You can say that. But the fact is that you'll, you'll see, if you haven't already, you're going to start seeing more and more news about this, uh, a vaccine that is designed to change, fundamentally change your DNA. And I'm wondering if that's what the plan is. If that's what, if not this specifically being the mark of the beast, if this is just another step forward to get us to more willingly accept the mark of the beast when it finally comes out. Now, another thing about this is Biden has already said if he uh, actually makes it to office and uh, we don't, we don't learn of the truth fast enough to keep him out of office that he, he never should have been there. But uh, if he actually does get into office, he is going to declare that you have to have the vaccine or you're going to be banned from food stamps. You're going to be banned from government assistance. You're going to be banned from international travel. And what does the Bible say? If you, Those who do not accept the mark of the beast will not be allowed to buy or sell. Yeah, and even not even not international travel. If you're not allowed to ride a bus, and that's how you get to work, you know. I mean, there's there's so many things yeah. uh, that can come from that. Uh, but Scott, even if, even if, and and once again, we're being we're trying our best to be good watchmen. Yeah. Uh, this is what we see, and this is that's and we're sharing it. But even if there is absolutely no connection between this vaccine and the mark of the beast, there is the simple truth that. There has been no long-term data done mm -hmm. on this vaccine. So are we going to find out in 5, 10 years that those who took the vaccine have a new type of cancer or something yeah. like that that we were not anticipating? Are we? And the problem is the vaccine is, made, is being made with really bad uh, data to begin with. Mm -hmm. Our doctors, because of all the games that have been playing, the political games, and uh, and then just the people who like chaos and 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 the people who don't even know they're doing it, but because of all of this stuff that's been going on, doctors don't have good data about COVID. Yes, uh, the numbers have been fudged here or there, um, you know, for many different reasons. And Brad, I don't know if we mentioned it on a podcast. I know we've talked about it, but we're there was an interview where they're talking about a, a guy who died from a motorcycle yes. accident. I mean, it was, he was killed in a motorcycle accident. They listed the cause of death as COVID. And further research was done. And the reason that that was is because there were government uh, incentives for hospitals and doctors uh, to, help, to help fight COVID. I mean, it was a good idea. We'll give you more money if you're having COVID problems. We'll give you more money so you can help figure this out. But uh, they now start just saying oh yeah that was covid because mm -hmm. money they want that money coming in yeah uh you know i get an incentive if i have more people with covid okay well we now have 100 percent covid yep 
Um, Every single patient who walks in that door, they're all COVID. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're all humans. We all, we all face the same, uh, we all face the same temptations and whatnot. And, and, and greed is definitely one of them. So, um, the doctors who are out there actually trying to fight the COVID situation, I, I, I pity you because you don't have good data. Yeah. How are you supposed to make good decisions when you don't have good data? And I think the the vaccine is being made, uh, it's being rushed. We don't have long-term data of what it's going to do. Uh, they skipped many of the testing phases just to get it out there. Um, I've heard conflicting yeah. reports about how effective it actually even is. Um, but there is such a fear and such a panic yeah. that we're going to run to it as our savior. And that's my point is, I, like, again, COVID is real. So is the flu. So is influenza A and B. So is TB. A lot of things are real. But why are we having such a panic about this? I believe it's manufactured. It's I manufactured? believe the more we see, the more that's coming out, we're being pushed towards it. And you, and And... This could be, once again, this is our opinions, but this is coming from a place of being a watchman, so I want you to think about it. Mm -hmm. This could be the mark of the beast. This could be your choice. This could be your, if you've been on the edge, this could be your final choice in the matter. Are you going to choose your Savior, Jesus Christ, and you and you get to be loved by a God that loves you beyond your comprehension and you get to be with him forever and ever or do you want to choose the vaccine as your savior and find out that you are now cut off you are now cut off from ever and ever this might be the choice and yeah. it might be the last choice you get to make so it's just uh it's just a warning it's it's just don't take things that you hear as we've yeah. preached before test the spirits for yourself uh if it doesn't look good if it doesn't sound right then there is a good chance i mean god gave us gut instincts he gave us he gave us um knowledge of him even when we don't have scripture we still have knowledge of him we still have knowledge of his law it's I, I, I it is it literally imprinted in our DNA, and I won't go into that too much. But there, but I there is evidence to suggest even that. So you know God. If 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 something doesn't sound good in your instinct in your gut, it doesn't sound right. Then there is a chance that it is not right. Sometimes we have to just go to our gut instincts. Now we're saying a lot, you know, a lot of here like. You know, uh, well, we're not going to get into that because we don't have time, and and I feel bad doing that. So I'm going to throw a couple things out here uh, because we're, essentially what we're trying to say is be aware of what's going on, but don't be afraid of it. Take uh, conscious decisions where you're going without giving in to the fear uh, that is that you're being manipulated. Uh, th there are certain people in in the world, and again. It goes back to Satan. It goes back to Lucifer. This is a spiritual warfare. This is a spiritual plan of his to get you to be afraid, to get you to run to his side no matter what. But here's something I came up with the other day that was sent to me. Uh, YouTube suspended one American news network from its platform by posting 
for apparently for posting a report about successful treatment of COVID-19 patients with hydroxychloroquine. YouTube said officially uh, OAN violated its misinformation policy, barring users from posting videos that claim coronavirus can be cured. Now, OAN as a news agency uh, was... Well, first of all, they made the statement that the offending video was unlisted and only viewable by their staff uh, at the time that they were banned. But uh, this is what they said, quote, We believe the opinions of frontline doctors should be heard regardless if their views agree or differ from the CDC, unquote. So what they're doing is they're being a news organization. They're getting the facts. They're getting unbiased reports and putting them out there and they're being banned for doing that they they're not allowed to put facts and information in unbiased reports this is what i'm talking about there seems to be a concerted effort to only push one message and that is a message of fear Quote, YouTube requires a warning label if interviewed medical experts deviate from the CDC's latest thinking, which is frequently subject to change. However, these are actual practicing doctors who went to medical school and are highly qualified to make medical decisions, much more so than the moderators at YouTube. And, unquote. And they go on to talk about, here's actual cases, they're interviewing real doctors who are risking their own licenses to uh, to use hydroxychloroquine on certain people where it's actually helping. They have the best interests of their patients in mind, but they're, they're in a fight now they, for their licenses because of it, because they're doing the right thing uh, according to their patients. In an interview, one gentleman said, uh, uh, with Fox News, Laura Ingram in July, uh, hydroxychloro- hydroxychloroquine is a, I hope I'm saying that right, hydroxychloroquine? Am I saying that, pronouncing yeah, it correctly? So. Okay. It's a political drug now, not a medical drug. He said, establishment, media, and politicians are, quote, basically fighting a propaganda war against the medical facts. And that's what I'm talking about. Why is that happening? Now, I'm, I'm not giving you all the answers. That's one of the reasons I've kind of been saying um, I'm not going to go into that. Don't have time to go into that because I'm not here to say I have all knowledge. I don't have all I don't want you to accept everything I say is truth. I don't even want that. What I'm trying to get you to do is question. What are you being force-fed? Um, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about where we are obviously being manipulated. That makes me question, why? What is their agenda? Right. And the fact that it is a political medicine now, and that all stems from the whole Trump issue and how he suggested that it was uh, the right thing to do and people are blinded. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you, listener, right now. If you are a Trump hater to the point where you're blinded, uh, by your hatred, uh, and and I know I have family that are in this position. Some people hate Trump so much that that's all that they can focus on. And I'm going to challenge you 
is that the Christian thing to do? Is it is it the Christian thing to do to hate any one person? And uh, if you say yes, then well, I'm sorry, you're very misguided. Uh, no, you should not hate anyone. You do not have to agree with him. You do not have to love him. But if someone if someone is misguided, we don't hate them. We are told to love them and gently correct them. Yeah. If you are hating someone, you are not showing Christ. And so that's my challenge to you. Be honest with yourself. Do you generally hate this person? And if so, could that be blinding you from some other truths? I want to mention something else. I, I've been thinking. It's one. It's one of those things that I think about, and I say, "Oh, I'll talk about that in the podcast." And then I forget when I'm here. Yeah. And I walk away. And two <laughs> days later, I go, "Oh, I should have mentioned that." But we have in this country, United States of America, we have certain protections, freedoms, uh, amendments that say you are guaranteed these freedoms: uh, speech, the right to bear arms, religion, the press. At least for now. At least for now. But I'm going to focus on that. The right to speech, the freedom of speech, the freedom of the press, and the freedom of religion. The reason those freedoms are there is because everything we say, everything we print, and everything we believe are offensive to somebody. Everything. We have freedom of expression to protect us from people who are offended by us and want to shut us down for that offense. Right now, there's been a movement for, for a long time now in America to try to suppress those freedoms by making the offense so great that it outweighs the Constitution. And, and we do not, we, our freedom of speech, the press, and religion are, you know, freedom of right to bear arms is being attacked separately. But those, the, those three specifically, they're being attacked and attempted to shut them down on the basis of you're offending someone and that's wrong. They were created for the very purpose that we knew. Uh, every, every belief by someone, everything someone says, everything someone prints is going to offend somebody. So the government has no right to shut you down for that in any way. Now we can we can be offended and we can say I disagree with you and so with you know with my money I'm going to stop purchasing what you have I can make that decision with my voice I have the freedom to stand up and be offensive to you I can give a counterclaim because I have freedom of speech and, and press and religion as well as you do we have those rights but this is one thing I want to share with everyone and it's something that hit me a while ago. If you're offended, that reveals you have hatred. Hatred within you brings out offense. When someone says something, you're offended because you're angry. You're violently opposed. We can't be offended at the person. We have to be offended at the error, at the lie. Uh, this is something that I've dealt with for a long time now, is trying not to be offended with the individual. Instead, pity the individual. 
you pity the person. You'd be offended by the lie. Pity comes from the realization that they are a loved individual by God as well, and they are deceived, just like you were at one time in different areas of your life. Every one of you, every one of you who knows Jesus Christ, who is listening today saying, I am a believer in Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. I am a believer in Yahweh God, Almighty God. At some point in your life, you didn't like him. You hated him. You were either violently opposed to him and you came to that salvation understanding and you gave your life to him. Or if you were like me and you grew up your whole life knowing him, you still came to a point where you went, oh, I've been told about him, but now I truly know him. Every one of us has been on the other side. And we need to understand that. These people are on the side of Satan, but they don't know it. Uh, These people are on the side of evil, but they're being deceived. They are children of the Almighty God who have been lost and kidnapped and stolen. And we need to see them as family members, beloved family members who, who need our help, not our hatred. Our hatred and our offense should be reserved for the spiritual forces that have them in bondage. That's all I wanted to say is this idea of being offended uh, just rises up our self-righteous condemnation towards these people. And we need to avoid that, people. We need to avoid that. Well said. Something that popped in my head uh, we were talking about fear and something that pops in my head that I thought was kind of interesting. The things that you fear all have a spiritual aspect behind them. Uh, Satan and his forces trying to manipulate and whatnot. But Satan and his forces fear God. Amen. Who's on your side. Who loves you and cherishes you and wants you. So, if the one that, if you're afraid of something, just remember that simple truth. The thing that you're afraid of, that thing's afraid of God. I don't know. That might be helpful. No, I I love it. It's very helpful. I mean, the Bible says don't be afraid of those who can can kill your body. Uh, Be afraid of the very one who can send your soul to hell. Absolutely. It's saying... Guys, whatever people can do to you on this earth, it's temporary, it's fleeting. I, I imagine playing a board game and someone has the power in the game to say, you know what, you're playing Monopoly and you've got $5,000 and all but two of the properties on the board and you're about to win. And someone has the authority to say, you know what, I'm taking your money. Well, you can't do that. That's against that's against the rules. I don't care. I have the power. I'm stronger than you. I'm I'm we have nine of us and there's only one of you. I'm taking all your money. In fact, I'm taking your properties too. And I'm giving them to the other players. You can't do that. Well, I just did. Here you go. And they take all of your money, all all and you lose the game. You lose the game, you're kicked out. The game is over. It was just a game. Life goes on. 
as horrible and that as that would make us feel the game is irrelevant if you had won the game that wouldn't have made any difference oh yay i won monopoly yesterday how was your life improved in no way whatsoever it it was just a game that's the way we have to treat this life this life is temporary. Someone comes in and takes all my money. Someone comes in and says, hey, guess what? Because of what you said the other day, I'm taking your house. Hey, guess what? Because uh, you stand up for Jesus Christ, uh, I'm sending you to jail. And you're going to die there in prison. And where, where, where's the bad part here? What do you mean? What do you mean? Where's the bad part? I'm gonna I'm gonna take your money. I'm gonna take your possessions. I'm gonna take your very life. And I I don't I'm not seeing anything negative from this, because what you just did is you just you removed my my fake monopoly money, my my possessions that that I had gained playing this game that aren't really mine. They're just, they're just paper, cardboard, little cutouts uh, on a board game. And, and you ended the game. For, you, you took my life. So you ended the game for me, allowing me to go on to my real life for all of eternity. Guys, I know I've said this before, but we have to have eternity in mind. I mean, I know, Brad, you're nodding. Please jump in. But it, it it's... We can't care about that kind of thing. Scripture tells us repeatedly over and over again uh, that this life is fleeting. And uh, there is the verse about don't store up treasures here, store up treasures in heaven. Yes. You know, I mean, uh, so what if uh, you have all the money and all the property? What do you got in heaven? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're putting all your treasure here, you got nothing in heaven. So... The, the reason the reason that a bible that, that the bible will repeat a theme is because it's important so if it says over and over again that the the concerns of this reality are not important and storing up treasure here is not important if our goal should be to think of forever and ever uh, if the Bible repeats that over and over again, that makes me think it's extremely important, and it does. Yes. And it's just amazing how many times the Bible says, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, it's, it's in there. I don't remember. The, I used to know the exact amount of times, but I can't remember right now. But the Bible says it many, many, many times. Do not be afraid for the simple fact that you don't have to be. God's got it. And uh, right now more than ever, you do not need to be afraid. Mm -hmm. Oh, amen to that. Fear is a great motivator of the enemy. And it always will be because he is a master of deception. He's trying to get you to fear him. He's trying to get you to say, I'm the one to be afraid of. Therefore, you will do whatever he says. If you put your fear in Satan and the things of this world, then you will put your fear into a deception and you will follow the wrong thing because you'll believe it has power over you. That's why God says, don't care about that. Now, 
All of that being said, and I'm not backing away from any of it, I get it. Guys, I'm human. I get why that's difficult so many times. I get why it's difficult to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to stand up for this. Let them take my house. Let them take my job. Let them take my source of well-being. Let, let my family starve. Let my personal welfare be ripped away from me. Oh, yeah, that's easy. No, no, it's not. I, I, I totally get why this is not a casual thing to do. But the closer we can get to actually experiencing God and knowing Him intimately, the closer we can get to a true vision of eternity, the easier it's going to be for us. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll use my own example here. I know for a fact that my mom and grandma are in ever and ever, and they're experiencing all the wonderful things that God uh, has in store for all of us if we choose to take that wonderful gift. That being said, I sometimes get sad, and I sometimes miss uh, my mom and my grandma. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm human. I have emotions. I get sad. I get. I get. Uh, I get scared. But I never lose track of the one piece of truth that I have: is that they're with God in ever and ever, and not for one moment would I ask them to have to come back here. It's the same thing. You can be afraid, and yes, you can be sad, and you can be depressed, and it can hurt. If so, if if someone comes and takes something of yours, if, if you get put into a bad situation, if you get beat or, or killed, you're going to be scared. But you can't lose track of the one truth that you have, and that's that God loves you and wants you, and he's got it. He's got it. Uh, I mentioned the, the treasures, storing treasures here rather than storing treasures in heaven, and I think a lot of times, uh, especially here in the United States of America, we're very we're very much materialistic people. Yeah. So, a lot of the fear that we have is they're going to take my house, they're going to take my car, they're going to take my uh, my position, they're going to take uh, you know uh, my means to store up more stuff. Well, if you're storing your treasure in heaven then all of that would be meaningless to you. That would be one less thing to be afraid of, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they take your stuff. It's like, oh, well, now what can they? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm good. I, I've said it before. It's like, I don't believe Satan will come at me with cancer because if I know that, uh, oh, I've got two months to live, <laughs> what do I care if they fire me? What do I care if people get mad at me? What do I care if people tell me, well, then you you can't have this in another year. I'm not going to be here, and I'm going to go nuts. And uh, and then that convicts me to say, well, then why aren't I doing it now? Exactly. I had a – it was really, really kind of a stupid story, but I had a spot on my skin. And when I saw this spot on my skin uh, that looked really weird – my first thought was, oh, it's cancer. And my second thought, I had this whole plan. Okay, if this is cancer and I'm, I'm, I'm going to die from this, 
then I'm going to I'm going to have this this whole series of of uh, this is long before the podcast too. But I'm going to have this whole series of like YouTube videos, and I'm going to show how people how you can face death, uh, and you can face it, you know in a way that is Christianly and you can celebrate it even though, you know, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm going right. to die, but I also understand that I'm going to be with Jesus. So I had this whole plan in my head and then I found out that this is the embarrassing part. It wasn't, it was uh, it was like a pin mark or something on my skin. <laughs> like, like this is why, this is why, this is how my brain works. But, but uh, yeah, no, you're right. The devil will not attack me with that. Because I can imagine going into the doctor for this, and the doctor looks at it, takes a rag and soap, and just washes it off, and go, "There you go. That'll be hundred dollars." Yeah, hundred dollars. Thanks. Oh, my. it was a marker. <laughs> but, oh, but uh, but no. I mean, that was my first my first series of thoughts was, "Oh, it's cancer. What if I die? What if I die? I know what I'll do." You know, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh my God! I've got cancer. I'm gonna die. It was. Oh, I I know I can use this. I can show the world it's okay. Yeah, and and uh, you're exactly right. That is why Satan, uh, the, the devil, he's not going to attack us with that kind of thing because uh, it would it would not help him at all. Now I'm not saying he won't attack me with something else. He's very clever. He knows what my weaknesses are. Exactly. But um, but I but just that's find... one thing he's not going to go after me for because I would go nuts. <laughs> yeah, and I find that funny. Um, that, that's. That's where you get, guys. You know, we're not we're not wonderful. We're not perfect. We're not great. But these are the kind of things that you can have if you seek a relationship with God. Death is truly it has no sting for us. And I think uh I think that's why the enemy has to choose other ways to attack us because because he knows that that for us there is no sting in in the death there is no worry there is no fear yeah and and real briefly i want to say because i'm kind of skimming some of these things getting for ideas you know it's something i'm missing i'm kind of skimming certain things i've been sent and one of the things is uh you know with biden coming you know he's already talking about destroying this and doing this and you know you know whatever and for years, how Brad, can you remember when the when it began this whole craze about put all your money into gold, build up gold because when the market crashes, you'll still have gold, all that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I remember all the commercials and yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm reading one right now. Uh, you've got a week left. Put all your money over here because Joe Biden is already saying he's going to raise your taxes. He's going to destroy your wealth. He's going to take all this stuff. So put your money over here. Now, guys, I'm not saying. You shouldn't be responsible financially. You shouldn't do, or, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying you shouldn't uh, be smart and prudent and, and, and do wise things financially and otherwise. But all of these things are a distraction in and of themselves. Uh, guys, when everything falls apart, I don't care. There are people who are saying, I've made sure I've bought my, I've bought my house completely so they can't, I can't, don't have to make payments anymore. Uh, I've stored up food and rations for 27 years. I will just wait it out in my basement. Whatever. You know, I hear all these people making plans. I'm like, guys, if they want, they can just walk in and take everything. Uh, there's already, I, I've been hearing plans about other countries and stuff. People saying, we're going to give you the, 
we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and if you don't like it, then we're going to put you in a concentration camp. And we're going to say, well, then you have to stay here because you're a threat to society uh, until you agree to go along with everything we've said. Then we will put you back in your home and all that stuff. But if you ultimately completely refuse, we're just going to take everything from you. And, and again, you know, this is all hearsay. This is all plans being released. You know, so I, I don't want to mention any specifics because the point of it is what I'm trying to say. No matter what physical plans you make on this earth, they could all be wiped out. Don't put your faith in chariots. You know, don't put your faith in the stuff that, that the world offers. We've got to be drawing closer to God in every way. Uh, we've got to be chasing him to the point where we hear his voice, we see his face, we know him on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, the Bible says in the last days, uh, we're going to have dreams and visions. They're going to blow up. I believe that this is why, because the tribulations of this planet are going to get to the point where we are forced to give up everything. And we have to only chase him. And then when we only chase him and nothing else, he's going to be revealed to us in a way we could have had right now. We could have had for many, many decades. I'd say centuries, but I haven't lived that long. Uh, but we could have him right now intimately. I believe it's going to explode on a global level as persecution and tribulation increases because that's all we have left. And then we're truly going to chase. And then he's going to say, all right, now that you're chasing 100%, I'm going to give you me 100%. Uh, and that's what covenant is all about. You know, you, he, he's going to give you everything that you're giving him. If you're withholding, then he's withholding. When the time comes that we say, all right, you can have it all, then he's going to say, then you can have it all. Now, we could have that right now. We're not because we're lazy. We're complacent. We're enjoying the things we have on this planet. When all those things are taken away, I believe that's part of God's plan to show us truth and reality, make us hit our knees, make us chase him with everything, and then we're going to have power like we've never seen it before. Guys, all of these things, buy gold, do this, do this. Maybe in the temporary few years we've got left, maybe it's a good idea. I'm not telling you to do none of it. What I'm telling you to do is don't put your hope in it. Don't build a bunker in your backyard and stock up and think, I'm going to hide out the tribulation here or something like that. No, put all of your stock in Jesus. Put all of your hope in God. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, I do agree that we need to be wise about it. When you think about it this way, that everything that's here is not really yours. Uh, when you think of it, that, that you have the potential, everything that you have here, you can either accept the fact that it's not really yours and give it all to God and then get rewarded greatly because of that. Or you can accept the fact that, um, you know, everything that is here is yours while you're here and you cling to that and there's no benefit to that. I mean, I think it becomes easier to go, okay, well, yeah, if everything's here is not really mine anyway, let me give it to God and I'll get rewarded for that. 
uh, you know, it's it's it, it's hard. But that being said, sometimes there is wisdom in saving up because if you understand the fact that it's not yours and it is God's, but maybe God is wanting you to save it up for a purpose or a, or for a certain time or whatnot. I mean, there could be wisdom to that too. It's just one of those things you have to challenge the spirit to understand what you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess, um, do you want to throw anything else out there, Brad? We, we've been kind of hitting this and, and again, we said it before, I hope we're not just repeating ourselves ad nauseum and making you sick about this whole thing. I, it just it just feels to us like more and more stuff comes out every week on what's happening and what's going on behind the scenes, and and more information keeps coming out, and and so we just kind of feel like we got to talk about it again because the enemy's plans are being advanced. For me, it's the simple fact that I thought it would get better. And it's not getting better. It's actually getting more. The fear and the panic and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it would improve, but it's yeah. n- it's it's not. So, well, in fact, on that note, uh, uh, now Brad and I both used to work at a clinic together. He no longer does. I still do. Uh, this is one of the things I expected to see. Uh, you were exactly right. As people got COVID, and then came out of it, I got COVID. Brad never was confirmed, but you suspect you've had COVID. I actually I, think my, a couple times, maybe. Yeah, I, I think a lot of us have had it and aren't aware of it, but, <coughs> pardon me, sorry. Uh, <laughs> He's got COVID. I got COVID. Run. No, I got a little bit. But th- but that's, oh my goodness, yes. I remember one time I'm walking this, this last summer. I'm on a biking trail, and I'm drinking a drink, and oh, I swallowed it wrong. And so... <coughs> Oh my gosh! I get <coughs> just constantly doing that <coughs> because I'm I'm I've got this liquid in my lungs and and my body's going get it out of here, and all I can think of is that there's a person over there and there's a person over there and there's a person and there's a couple people on the biking trail about you know twenty yards behind me over there. All I can think of is every one of them are going. Oh, what is he doing out? How dare he be out? He's got the COVID. And I'm like, no. It, it, but we do. We have this immediate fear uh, about this that, that everyone's going to hate us as well. But I had COVID. Yeah. I, I had a little bit of a fever. I had some diarrhea. I'm good. I'm done. My son, uh, my wife had, you know, the fever, had, you know, some body aches and chills. My son had the loss of taste and smell. And now he's fine. Everything's good. I don't... I figured as more people experienced it, they would come out of it and go, oh, that was it? Oh, I'm good. And I'm, I'm talking to a lady on the phone the other day, and she's just terrified about COVID. What could I do about COVID? Yeah, please, I want to talk to the doctor about COVID. And I says, well, what's, what's going on? Are you having symptoms right now? No, I had it a month ago. And I'm like, you, you had it a month ago? Yes, I had COVID. Now I'm better. And I'm just terrified. And I didn't say this, but I'm thinking... Lady, you had COVID. You experienced COVID. What happened? You know, well, I, I had some, I had, you know, I had fever and body aches and chills for like a day or two, and then it was gone. You're, you, you had it. That's all you had. And she's still terrified about it. She experienced it. And it was, and it was just like we all go through every year. You get a cold. Uh, you get the flu, 
and and you get the fever, you get the body aches, you get the chills, you rest up, you, you have the fluids, you get plenty of rest, and then you're fine. Yeah, I I had the flu when I was um, about five, six years old, and then I actually went 20-something years before I had the flu again, and boy, I remembered how much it sucks. Yeah. But at the end of that week, I was back to normal, and I was fine. I believe, and once again, I I never got tested, uh, but I believe I had COVID, and I was better in about four days, and I was like, that flu that I had was far worse than this COVID. Now, Mm -hmm. I get it. Everybody's going to have different different levels of symptoms and Mm -hmm. different levels of if you've already got something going on in your life, it's going to, you know, if you get COVID, it's going to be much worse for you. I totally understand that. And, uh, but there is a simple truth that I thought like you, that people would stop panicking after a while. Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought for a couple of months, I'm going to have to deal with this. Uh, I remember talking to fellow coworkers, about the phone calls we were getting. And, and I remember saying, oh, I imagine, I imagine, you know, by May, by May, the phone calls will slow down. And then it was like, okay, June, 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 the, the phone calls are going to slow down. People are not going to be so panicky come June. But it just, it never really did. We might have had a small reprieve, maybe, but uh, but no, they're just as panicked yeah. as they ever were. And, and that's so- what kills me too. People who are personally experiencing it, finding out nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. And then they're coming back. They're still terrified. Still terrified. I'm like, no, wait a second. I mean, I've known people who have died of influenza A and B. I've known people who have died of many things. I'm not saying that you cannot die from COVID and it's all a hoax. No, but there's an extra level of fear here. There's, again... The people who are experiencing it, they had it. It's done. It's gone. Sure, you might get it again. Just like next year, I'm going to catch a cold again or I'm going to get, you know, whenever you you recycle, you repeat, you catch the newest strain. But people have experienced it and they're still terrified because they're buying into the propaganda and the hype. Yeah. And that's why, unfortunately, and I do apologize if... The conversations kind of have the the same theme every time, but since the world is getting only more in more panicky, then as good watchmen, the conversations have to continue. We have to do our best to make sure you know you don't have to be afraid. Uh, so yeah, that's that's why a lot of these conversations are going to go that way because there's still the fear going on in the in the world around us. Um, what I find interesting is that we're afraid of an upper respiratory infection, but we're not afraid of the actual things that kill us. We're not afraid of the addictions that we have. Yeah. We're not afraid. Um, you know, I've known, I've known individuals who they were told that they had to stop uh, smoking or they had to stop drinking or they were going to die, but they continued on. Where was the fear? <laughs> you know, but these same people get told that you know about covid and they're they're incredibly afraid i don't understand the hypocrisy of it um why as a nation uh united states of america is pretty bad for heart disease it's one of it's our number one killer um and you know high cholesterol and all these kind of things but we have not as a nation been afraid enough to change our eating habits we, we st- fast food restaurants are still there 
they're very prosperous. Um, I just, the hypocrisy of it all just drives me crazy. And then we say that churches are not essential services, but, you know, Walmart is. The mom-pa stores, the little guys, they're not essential, but Walmart is. You know, it's just, the hypocrisy of all of this is just driving me crazy. And so that's where I get, and that's why I, I, I have to, I have to try to explain it because I love you. I love our listeners. I love people. I, I very much feel a heavy weight on me. Uh, the thought that anybody, anybody, uh, should perish. And I have, and I definitely feel a heavy weight in the thought that I could have maybe helped somebody and I didn't. So yes, that's, that's why the conversations will continue to be what they are until, um, until, you know, there's something else to focus on. (laughs) But uh, right now that's where the world is. So right now that's where, that's where my heart is. Yeah. But this one is getting over the hour mark, so... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I apologize, too, because I think I was trying to wrap it up at about 10 minutes ago, and then, boom, went off. (laughs) So uh, we'll go ahead and just stop this right here before we take off on another tangent. Uh, As always, this has been Scott. And this has been Brad. And this is not about us.